Why choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed? Because no two people sleep the same. Only the Sleep Number Smart Bed lets you each choose your individual firmness and comfort your Sleep Number setting. The Climate 360 Smart Bed is so smart, it actively cools or warms up to 13 degrees on either side for your ideal sleep temperature. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Special Edition Smart Bed, plus free home delivery when you add an adjustable base. Ends Monday. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. To find a store near you, visit sleepnumber.com. On today's episode, I talk with Jamie D, Director of Curriculum for Galileo Camps. We talk about how to empower children to seek answers to their own questions, as well as how failure contributes to success and the importance of STEAM learning. I feel really passionate about creativity and the creative process um, and just being on this journey that we're all on to kind of create. Um, a beautiful life for ourselves and for our families and for our communities. So that's really um, where the idea of the book came from and, and what I was trying to explore in this book. Hi, and welcome to the Parentologist Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Kim. The Parentologist Podcast is a show about everything parenting with a therapeutic twist. Each episode focuses on a variety of relatable topics, including parenting, family, children, relationships, mental health, and pop culture. Hear from a variety of medical professionals, psychological experts, authors, celebrities, and other parents with inspiring stories. You'll feel like you're in the same room with your friends getting all of your questions answered. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll learn, and you'll have fun. Jamie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's so great to talk to you. Great. So excited to be here. Thanks, Kim. I am too. You know, we have talked about so many things on past podcasts about Galileo camps, and I just adore them. So I'm so glad that you're here today to go in a little bit more depth about who they are, what they offer, and um, you know how people can sign up to have that experience themselves. I know for myself, if you've been here for a while and you've been listening to my podcast, you know that my kids have gone to Galileo camps for the last two years, and they absolutely love it, and they have a great time, and I love it as a parent when I send them there, and we'll get into all that later. Um, but first, I want to dive into something I know that's very unique to you personally, which is the book that you just wrote and published called I Have That Question Too. What inspired you to write this book and the content um, that you wrote about? Yeah, well, um, I'm really excited to, to share about this. And this book was a, it's a personal um, project of mine, but it's definitely very aligned with the work that I do at Galileo and, and definitely um, very inspired by it. So, you know, I just, I feel really passionate about creativity and the creative process um, and just being on this journey that we're all on to kind of create um, a beautiful life for ourselves and for our families and for our communities. So, that's really um, where the idea of the book came from and, and what I was trying to explore in this book. I love it. And I'm going to read a little clip from the book, a couple of pages. If you're watching this somewhere on YouTube, you might be able to see the book. Um, if not, you can just listen to the words um, because I just love them and I want to learn a little bit more about them and what they mean. So let's start off with this first page and it says, my mama, papa, and auntie are the smartest people I know. So if they don't have an answer for me, I guess I'll just have to reach back, 
and love and love and go in, in, in myself. What do you think I will find there? Now, tell me a little bit more about what that means to reach back and love and love and reach deep inside yourself to see what you're going to find. Will you share that? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the title of this book is I Have This Question Too. So it is really about these fundamental questions that we have and um, really empowering children to discover those answers for themselves, you know. So in the book, as she's going throughout asking her mama and her papa and her auntie these these deep questions, um, you know, they're not saying, oh, I have the answer here. Let me let me tell you what you should be doing or let me tell you who you should be. They're really inviting her to, you know, explore that for herself, to reach back and explore where she came from or to um, try to think about what gifts she has to offer to the world um, and just to really look inside herself and figure that out for herself, you know. Um, and, and I had mentioned that this book is really a lot about creativity. And I think when some people hear that, they say, you know, oh, I'm, I'm not really a creative person. Like, I'm not an artist. But I, like, so strongly believe that, you know, life is a creative process, right? Like, it's not step by step. There's not directions. Each of us has to um, has to use these these creative skills to envision and create the life that we want, you know? And I said that this was really connected to my work at Galileo and our mission at Galileo is to develop innovators who create and envision a better world, you know? And that's really what this is all about, that like visionary, um, just imagining what possibilities uh, you're excited about and also being able to make that a reality. So. Exactly. And, you know, as a parent, I actually appreciate that because I don't have all the answers. <laughs> I know sometimes my kids think I do or want me to, but I don't. And I love to empower children to also come up with their own answers. And I think that's why I like your book so much. And I resonated with it so much because, you know, sometimes I may have the answer, but I don't actually want to give it to them because I want them to kind of reach deeper inside themselves and come up with their own ideas and their own thoughts and their own creative process and, you know, all the things that they're doing. So I think that lends to empowering kids to think on their own. It's going to create critical thinkers. It's going to create better communication skills, you know, and, and more. So um, I think it's great that you you kind of let parents off the hook a little bit <laughs> and not having to come up with all the answers, right? But then also cultivating that idea that they're in charge of their creative process of life and that they can come up with their own answers and their own thoughts and be their own individual. And I just really admire that about the book and also about Galileo, Galileo Camps. I mean, obviously, we've gone there the last couple of years, and I really love what you teach there. You are the director of curriculum. So um, you come up with, you know, the the ideas of what they learn, you know, the different things that they're that they're being educated on. So can you tell me a little bit about that, about how you come up with the curriculum and what kind of curriculum you usually um, offer each year at Galileo? Yeah, well, you know, I think um, we have a key part of our pedagogy, which is called the Galileo Innovation Approach, which I'm sure your other um, guests have talked about um, when talking about Galileo. But this is really 
like our secret sauce, you know. So we have a lot of awesome classic camp things that are fun. Um, and on top of that, we have this like really deep pedagogy. Um, and this Galileo innovation approach is how we achieve this mission that I stated before of how to develop innovators who create and envision a better world. So, um, you know, every activity that me and my team comes up with, um, the GIA or the Galileo innovation approach is really at the heart of every activity. So whether that is um, doing a stained glass painting or creating a remote controlled robot or playing a team building game, you know? Um, so yes, just teaching this creative process, this, this iterative process is really at the heart of everything we do. Exactly. And, you know, so if you could share a little bit more detail about what a parent can expect if they send their child off to camp and, you know, what types of things they learn. I know the one thing that grabbed me um, when I first signed my children up a couple of years ago was that it was a STEM learning camp. I think parents like to hear that, that they're not just sending their child off to, you know, somewhere where they're just going to basically sit there for eight hours and hang out with other kids, which is very valuable in many ways. Trust me, as a play therapist, I do appreciate the value of socializing, you know, with peers, learning that skill, um, because we don't always get that, you know, anymore, especially in school, sometimes, you know, recess and lunchtime are limited, you know, they don't really get that play and social aspect of it. But I think that's why I personally like Galileo is because it is a STEM learning camp, you do learn a lot of things, it's a lot of hands on activities, and experiments and things like that. But then it's also a time for fun, you do a lot of outdoor activities where, you know, you play on the grass, and you can share more about more details. Um, but it's also fun. And it's also a place to socialize. So it's definitely twofold. Would you agree with that? And what could you add to that? Yeah, totally. So um, I do also think that that's a part of what makes our camp really special. It's a really nice balanced program. So it does have structured time when kids are making really awesome hands-on projects that they get to take home that they're super proud to show off and they're learning cool maker skills, um, you know, using glue guns or doing circuitry or learning how to paint. So that's really awesome structured time. Um, but yeah, like you said, they're also getting a chance to go outside, to have less structure time, to um, play games, to get active. Um, so we're really involving all the different kinds of learning and um, different ways to engage throughout the day. And yeah, just different ways to interact with their team and with their counselors. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I know we've had the same camp council for the last two years and we just adore her and my kids adore her and they look forward to seeing her every single year. So there's definitely bonds that take place. No, that's not everyone's case. There may be a different camp director each year or different councils you get every year, you know, um, but it's just, you know, they, they even saw some of the same kids year after year. So it's just neat to kind of bond with not only the counselors, but also with other peers that are going to be there too, which is really nice. It's, there's a lot of connection that takes place. Place during that week time. Now, I know something I get excited about, I'm sure you do too, um, is learning about the different themes of your yearly camp. So I know you typically have three. Can you share with us what some of the themes are for camp this year? Yes. So the themes we um, are actually this year, we are changing up the structure of our camp a little bit because we uh, are always wanting to innovate and uh, make things better and better. 
And um, we're actually really excited that this year we have a brand new kind of rotation that we um, haven't had in the past. So our team, my team has really um, come up with this new rotation. So we are still having uh, themed projects the way we had before. So you can still do things like making a dinosaur costume or uh, creating a catapult um, or a stained glass painting. Um, so those projects are still happening. Um, and in addition to that, we created this new rotation that we're calling Idea Lab. Ooh. And we're excited about this because it's really hitting on some key aspects of our innovation approach um, and just spotlighting them in a new way. So as part of this rotation, um, all of the projects are going to be collaborative. So kids are always going to be working with at least one other kid. And this is such a great way for them to build those um, collaborative communication skills um, and also a really nice way for them to deepen those relationships that you were talking about you know, deepen friendships, make a new friend. Um, so they're going to get to work together in this part of the day. Um, the other thing is, whereas the projects are designed to go home and be awesome and look cool, nothing in this rotation is going to go home, which actually frees up kids to just go 100%, think about the process and really embrace that and not have to worry about a final product. So they're really free to just wildly experiment, to try something and break it apart and try something new and just have that low stakes environment to get to explore. Um, and they also really get to push their designs to the limit. So they'll like build a bridge and then see how much weight it can take before it collapses. So really kind of fun, testable moments like that. Um, and also a great opportunity to just normalize failure and really celebrate failure as an opportunity to learn another super important part um, of the innovators process that we try to teach. Um, so yeah, so as part of this new rotation, they're going to be doing a whole set of brand new activities that we've never done at camp before. Um, things like creating um, an aqueduct to carry water from the top of a structure all the way to the bottom making big tent forts that the whole team can sit under. So just really like memorable wow moments um, that they get to kind of create um, in a different way than they're doing in the project rotation where they will be doing cool theme-based um, projects to take home. Wow. So here's my question. Can parents come to camp? <laughs> this is why I feel so lucky. And building and fort building. Like, I want to do that. That sounds so fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel so lucky that I get to do this job. So I do get to do that. <laughs> right. That's so fun. No, that just sounds amazing. Um, obviously, as a parent, as an educator, I, I, I really value the those, those team building projects that you do um, where kids can really just um, let loose, really, and not worry about, you know, judgment or taking something home and feeling, you know, like they want to please their parent because they, you know, built something and they want to show it off. Like it's really just for them. And I think there's something so special about that, you know, just in that itself. Right. Um, I know my kids last year brought home so many things. We still have them because they will not let me throw them away, which I typically keep everything as a parent anyway. I mean, I know some parents, you know, get rid of stuff. I kind of keep it all. I have a little 
plastic boxes of like things that they art projects and different things they built for each year of their, their, their life. Um, but I know last year it, they went to the week where you had an amusement park theme Oh yeah, and yeah, they loved it. And they brought home, you know, like, uh, my daughter made, um, you probably have a better term for it, but, um, you know, it kind of like a ride, like an am- amusement park ride. And she had the little plastic, like Easter eggs that, you know, you can get at the store and those were the seat. Anyway, it was just fascinating, and it moved. Like she made, she made the ride move. Like yeah, and you know that's amazing. Again, we're talking about balance, and I think again at our camps we do have a good balance. So that part is important too, where you can actually make something that does go home, that does have a cool final product, because I think that is also really empowering to kids to be able to say like, I made this and it works and it's awesome, you know, and to have adults be impressed by that too. It's, yeah, it's just empowering. It really helps build that creative confidence. So, you know, we have the balance, we have that. And then also just the giant tower that you can destroy and crush with your crush test. And, you know, it's a really good balance. And they were, they were so proud of those projects and they still are. They, They still have them up in their, you know, closet on the top of their closet and they still bring them out and they still play with them. And, I mean, I could go on and on about all the different things that that they've done, and I just love it. But I, I know you brought up something about failure and success, and I want to go into more depth with that, but we're going to take a quick break first. Why choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed? Because no two people sleep the same. Only the Sleep Number Smart Bed lets you each choose your individual firmness and comfort your Sleep Number setting. The Climate 360 Smart Bed is so smart, it actively cools or warms up to 13 degrees on either side for your ideal sleep temperature. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Special Edition Smart Bed, plus free home delivery when you add an adjustable base. Ends Monday. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. To find a store near you, visit sleepnumber.com. Okay, so before the break, you brought up the word failure. And I know we talked about this a little bit last year, um, but there's so much value when learning that failure is part of success. Can you go into a little more depth about how Galileo teaches that to children when they come to camp? Because I think sometimes, and I, I've seen it with my own children where they're trying to build something, you know, they it's hard and they have to work a little harder at it. And I'm, I'm very much into a growth mindset myself as a parent. And I teach that to my clients therapeutically um, about being in that growth mindset. So if they say, I can't do it, or it's too hard, I say, well, you haven't done it yet, or it's hard, but let's keep trying. And so is that something that you, you teach at camp as well? Because I know there's just so much importance to that and knowing that Failure is part of that. Like you have to fail to succeed. It's not always going to be an easy road, but can you explain a little more? Yeah, this is just such a huge part actually of what we're teaching. You know that we have the mindset elements is also part of this innovation approach that we teach. And that has a lot to do with um, building up the mindsets to feel okay with failure, comfortable with failure, and to be able to learn from failure. So, you know, some of the ways that we do that in our curriculum and in our program is we actually leave space for failure. Like we kind of expect kids to not get it right the first time. And we want them to test their tower until it breaks so that they can learn and do it again. You know, so all of that space and time is built into the curriculum to test things out, to have it not work or to see how it can work better and to redesign and try again. And, you know, the other thing is we really try to build into the culture celebrating 
mistakes as opportunities to learn. So you might see on our, a lot of our um, classroom walls at camp, there'll be marvelous mistakes boards where kids get to write the thing they tried that didn't work and the lesson they learned from it. And that's really celebrated um, because a lot of it is just about changing, you know, your mindset about failure. And like you said, just reframing it, that it's not a bad thing. It's not something to be ashamed at. It's just a part of the process. And in fact, it's like a sign that you're, you're on to the next better thing. Exactly. Definitely a sign that you're growing and learning and, you know, appreciating um, not getting it all right, because that's how life is. I mean, life is, is like that even for me at my age and, you know, parenting fails and I think, okay, tomorrow is going to be a little bit better. And you just keep yeah. going and you keep going. I think that's really great to learn at such a young age. I, I just love that you had mentioned that like, yeah, that's true for you too. Another way that we really support kids to learn this is to model it ourselves and to have our staff model it because, you know, so if the, if the instructor makes a mistake or is not sure about something to just be really vulnerable and authentic about that. And kids definitely respond to that too. So we're always trying to create a whole culture where everyone is, is practicing what we teach. Right. So yes, that's exactly. another great and I'm way. glad you said that. Cause I do that too. I try to catch myself or actually my kids usually call me out <laughs> and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. I need to go. And this is a teaching moment. And you know, I have to be vulnerable myself because it's hard to admit when you're making a mistake or that you've made a mistake and it's, it is vulnerable to have to admit to that. And then, you know, make a repair maybe, and then continue to grow in that way. It, it is hard. So, you know, and going back to your book, um, you know, I have that question too. You know, it talks about those open-ended questions and asking those questions and maybe not knowing the answer at first, which I know can be pretty frustrating for children. It can be frustrating for adults too, because as adults, we expect an answer. And even kids will expect an answer when they ask something to their teacher, to their coach, to their parent. How do you address that in camp when a child has a question and the camp counselor may know the answer, but is trying to teach them to dig a little deeper to try to come up with themselves? Um, do you train your counselors to to have that type of mindset when they're talking with the kids at camp? Yeah, we talk a lot about this, about how to have um, open-ended conversations, non-evaluative praise, um, guiding questions. And a lot of this is built into the support that my team creates. Like in the curriculum, we'll have good like guiding questions you can try to use to, again, just invite kids to think about it more without actually giving them the answer. And, you know, I'll say too that it's funny, it is really hard when you see a kid and you they're trying something that you are pretty sure is not going to work. It's really hard not to jump in there and to be like, oh, no, no, don't do that, you know, but it's just so important. And yeah, we really try to teach our staff to just leave space for that open experimentation and self-discovery. And, you know, the other funny thing that sometimes has happened to me is, I'll be thinking that a kid is trying something that's really not going to work, and but I just let them try it, and it totally works. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, we don't know everything either. So it's, it's just a good reminder that, you know, just to continue to be open and, and exploring, to have that beginner's mindset is so important. It is. And it's hard to do as a parent. So I'm glad you work on that with your camp counselors. You know, I feel like there should be like a parenting class out there for that, because I think we want to help our kids so much. We have that desire to help them so much that we, 
you know, and we also want to be like their superhero. So we want to be the smartest person they know and have all the answers. So we're dependable and, you know, knowledgeable and things like that. Um, but even just the other day, my kids were doing something and I wanted to jump in there so bad and because I knew exactly what needed to be done or how to do it maybe so it wouldn't make a mess or whatever the case right. was. And I literally had to mindfully and intentionally stop myself and say, no, let them figure it out on their own. They will figure it out. And then about two minutes later, they did. And I'm so glad I didn't step back. I was patting myself on the shoulder. <laughs> Good job because, you know, it was so much more valuable for them as a learning experience to do it on their own than for me to tell them to do it, right? So it just helps them gain that autonomy and that confidence in themselves that they can do it and they don't always have to depend on the adult to help them. Right. Right. And that's such a value. You know, when you're doing that, stepping back, giving them a moment, you're giving them the opportunity to practice the mindset. Right. Because if they're not ever failing or they're not ever struggling, then they don't need to be determined or they don't need to be reflective. But when you give them that space, they're actually we think of the mindset as like a muscle. Right. So if you exercise the muscle, it gets stronger. And so we really try to instill that in our staffers um, and we build our programs around that idea that we want to give kids the opportunity to practice these things in a safe environment, in an environment where they're supported. Um, but yeah, stretch, stretch those muscles and, and yeah. exercise them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the, the STEM learning and why it's so important for kids. I know we talked about the balance of having the social and the fun and the play, and then also the educational experience that you get at Galileo camps. Um, but can you go into more in, in detail about just why it's so important? Why, why, they, why should they be learning these skills and why parents should send their kids to a camp like yours that teaches these types of skills. Totally. Yeah. Um, I also would add in, sometimes we call it STEAM actually, which adds in the arts in there. So it's science, tech, engineering, arts, and math. Um, and our camp definitely hits that um, art side as well. And we see value in all of those. Um, so yeah, I think we like to think of our, our activities as STEAM activities. Um, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, Definitely, you know, in an ever more tech driven world, obviously, there's lots of knowledge that's really useful to know in the STEAM arena that is just going to be helpful for the future. But I think we really see the value of STEAM in this hands on component. So you've mentioned that a couple of times, um, just how valuable that is, you know, in the act of creating. It's just it's so much more empowering and fun to create something physical and, and shareable versus just learning about something theoretically. So, you know, like we talked about your kids just loving their projects so much and feeling so um, empowered by that. So I think there's really a lot of value that comes in this hands-on act of creating. Um, and as we've been talking about, it's also when you get hands-on that things get a little messy, which is, that's, again, there it is, like, that's the opportunity um, for practicing that this innovator's process of, you know, you have an idea, and you try it out, and maybe it doesn't work exactly as you thought it was going to work. And, you know, you're learning to get feedback and to incorporate other people's idea, you're learning to work together. Um, if you're doing collaborative work. So again, it's just when you're actually getting hands on that you're really getting a chance to practice all of those skills and go through the iterative process and just see how you can have this thing that's in your head 
and then turn it into reality and actually what are the steps that are necessary um, to do that. And that, that's what we teach at camp, right, this process. So in addition to mindset, we do provide a framework for these kind of steps you can go through to brainstorm ideas and to try it out and to evaluate and to redesign. I love it. I love it. And I'm glad that you that you added that in there. I think, I mean, even better than STEM learning is STEAM learning. And that's what you really are at, at Camp Galileo. And I think that that is, is amazing. Now, this summer, let's talk about this summer. Camps are, you know, you can register for camp now. Things are coming up. Um, programming is starting. The Idea Lab is what you talked about earlier. Is that right? Or is that something different for this year's 2023 programming? Yeah. So in terms of, um, you know, for any of your new listeners that haven't heard about Galileo, I guess I can give a just overview about the program. So um, we have programs for K through 10th graders um, and 8th through 10th graders do our counselor and training program, the CIT program, which is a really cool leadership um, mentoring kind of program where they get to do behind the scenes um, camp support and see how that is. Um, and then our K through eighth graders have a program where they basically do um, rotations throughout the day. So um, they'll have a project rotation the way we've been talking about, we're calling it this year Innovator Studio, where they are getting to do that um, STEAM based uh, project that they'll take home. And then new for this year, as I talked about, they'll have an idea lab rotation. So um, that is the more collaborative kind of low stakes, uh, focusing on the process more rotation. And then they'll also have an outdoors rotation where they'll get to play games as a team, work on team building, and just have some more less structured time um, to hang out outside. I love it. And you're located all across the country. Is that right? I know you're definitely in California because that's where I am, but you're in hey, lots yes. of other states as well. Yeah. So we have um, camps in Northern California, Southern California, um, Seattle, Chicago, and Denver. Okay, perfect. So anyone who's listening from those areas, if not, you should take a vacation this summer for one week and fly in and do one of these camps in those areas. And I know you also, um, you know, have um, some child care opportunities for parents that might need to drop off early or come late. Will you explain some of the hours of camp as well? Yeah, so we have um, extended care, uh, sometimes called the uh, pre-care and, and after party. Um, and that is to support parents who just need extra hours for care. So we have care before camp, which is from 8 to 9 a.m. And then we also have care after camp, which goes till 6 p.m. Okay, so that's great, especially for, you know, those working parents out there or might, you know, just for parents that might need some extra time, right? Totally, <laughs> that's yeah. Great. And then I know you also have offered financial assistance in the past um, for parents that may not be able to afford camp or maybe all of camp. Um, is that something that you still offer? Yes, we are still offering that. That's a program we are definitely very proud of and excited to promote. So we want to make camp as accessible as possible to all the kids that want to go. Um, and yes, so we are taking applications right now. Anyone who's interested can go to our website. Um, I think it's in the About Us section. Just go to the scholarship section and it's pretty simple to apply. Um, yeah, we're taking applications right now. 
Wonderful. I, I just love that you do all that, you know, for parents. And I know there's discounts. I think if you have uh, multiple children going and, you know, you can go for one week or you can go the whole summer. I mean, there's different things every week that um, I think kids can benefit from, from going for multiple weeks, you know, more than just for the one week. And I know something very exciting. I have an offer code for my listeners right now. So um, when you go to the website, I'll make sure I link it with the podcast. I'll you know, blast it all over my social. So everyone will make sure that they have the website to go to. Um, and you can share that as well. But when you go to sign up for camp, you can use the code parent 15, and then you'll get 15% off your week at camp, right? And will you yes. <laughs> go to do that? Because that's exciting. Yes. Like I said, we just want to make camp as accessible as possible to whoever wants to go. So excited to be able to share that with your listeners. Wonderful. Thank you. And what's the website? What's um, Where do they go to sign up? <clears throat> yeah. So it's galileo-camps.com. And you can we have a camp finder so you can look through your location um, and find all your the information you need there. Wonderful. So exciting. Jamie, thank you again so much for coming on today and sharing about your book. I have that question too. Where can people find this? Where can people get a copy of this? People can find that on um, any online bookseller, Amazon or um, Bookshop, if you want to support independent booksellers. Um, yeah. Wonderful. And thank you again for just being here and sharing all of your knowledge about camp. Like I said, I can't promote it anymore. I, I love it. My Just firsthand, my kids love it. And um, it's really exciting. So anyone who's out there who's in those areas, in those cities that want to um, participate in camp this year for their kids and check it out, please go to that website. Please put in that, that discount code so you get a discount. And I hope you enjoy. And if you go, let us know. Let us know what you think and um, let us know, you know what you're... Share your pictures online of what your kids build and when they bring it home and the things that they learn. We, we'd love to hear those um, stories you know, after the VAC too. So Jamie, again, thank you so much. And I can't wait for camp this summer. Great. Thank you so much. It was such a joy. Thank you for joining me today. I cannot wait for you to listen to more episodes. If you are a new listener, I recommend starting at my best of year one episode first. Then make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And when you love an episode, please leave a review. And if you want to stay connected between episodes, please visit me on social media at The Parentologist and on my blog at theparentologist.com. This podcast is not intended to be a replacement for therapy. If you or someone you know is in crisis, please call 911. Why choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed? Because no two people sleep the same. Only the Sleep Number Smart Bed lets you each choose your individual firmness and comfort your Sleep Number setting. The Climate 360 Smart Bed is so smart, it actively cools or warms up to 13 degrees on either side for your ideal sleep temperature. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Special Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. To find a store near you, visit sleepnumber.com.